Friday when I'm recording this, but I know it's going to be Friday when it comes out, so we're going to say happy Friday. How are you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Morgan Gust, as always. I am so excited to be to be chatting with you guys because it's been a few weeks. I did not put out an episode last week, and I greatly, greatly apologize. I told you guys I would be consistent, and I, I pretty much have been. You know, there's only one other week I missed, but life has been literally psychotic lately and with everything going on and moving and work I was like you know what I legitimately do not have time to record an episode and I'm still not I still don't have a good consistent schedule going with this where I am supposed to be recording the week ahead and you know all that good stuff so sorry about that you guys are great thanks for your patience I feel like we have so much to catch up on this week as always but especially because it's been two weeks so yeah, but before we get into my life update and, you know, all of that good stuff, um, the, today's episode is going to be more about my life, but in a different way, just my job and kind of just going behind the scenes of what it's like to be a full-time wedding photographer. I feel like just lately life has been so full of work and I've been deep into busy season. I'm like, I feel like you guys need a better idea of what I actually do on the day-to-day because even like people that I talk to that ask me like, oh, like you have the week off, like, you don't have a wedding till Saturday? It's like, (laughs) um, excuse me. No, I do not have the week off. Yeah, I don't have a wedding until Saturday, but I do not have the week off by any means. I'm still working basically nonstop every day. So I just want to give you guys a better look into what it's like to be doing this kind of job. I feel like it applies. My friend is a videographer, so it's basically the same as her. Anything in the wedding industry or just like self-employed life, there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes. And so I just want to give you guys a little deeper dive into that so you can understand that a little bit better. But before we get into that, let's talk about my life and what has been happening the last two weeks because it's been chaotic. I I officially moved. I know last time we talked, I was still in Ludington finishing up the move, but holy shit, I just forget how much work moving is. Like it truly, and just how much shit I have. Like, how do you end up with so much shit in such a small apartment? I ended up with so much, you guys. I can't... I made one, two, three... It took me four total trips in my car to move into this apartment, into this house. Which, mind you, I didn't pack super greatly. I'm also in a car, so it's not like I can fit a ton of stuff. It's an SUV, but I still can't fit like a shit ton of stuff. I had to bring my desk down, my mirror, my TV. So there's like a lot of like bigger stuff I had to bring. But still, it took me three total, four total trips down in my car. And I just feel like that's so much. Also, I took stuff home to my parents. Like, how did I end up with so much shit? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But we're here. I'm officially moved in. I've been here for actually a week now. I moved in last Thursday, September 1st. So that was my first day actually here. And yeah, it's been, it's been wild. This is only, I've only spent the night here three nights though, because last weekend was so hectic, which I'll get into in a second, but it is nice. I have a house now. I have some roommates. It's different, but I'm already loving it. Being in Grand Rapids is also so different already, but I love that. It's nice to finally be in a city because I've never had that before. So yeah, I'm super excited about this. It's just been literally chaotic. I moved also completely by myself. I feel like every other time I've moved, I've always had someone helping me, whether that's my mom or my parents or my sister or like whatever. I always had someone helping me. And even like when I moved into my college apartments, they would always come and we'd do it in like one day or my parents brought all the stuff when Ethan and I moved into our apartment. 
And so it's like, I literally just have never moved by myself either. And as much as it was so fucking exhausting and I was so annoyed, it was also very empowering. I actually felt like a strong, independent woman who does not need a man, who does not need anybody. So that's been super great. But yeah, finally made it in and I am just happy to be here. I'm also, so my at my apartment before... I was like taking my time with decorating and I was like, well, I don't want to spend money. I don't want to spend money. And then I ended up literally never finishing the decorations in my last apartment. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. This time I am, I'm actually fucking, I'm buying the stuff that I want and I'm decorating my, my room exactly how I want. So I immediately got some things off Facebook marketplace. I got this really cute rug. It's like a huge rug. It takes up the whole room. It's a lot more red than I thought, but now that we're getting the decorating done, I'm actually loving it. I've got this big Aztec type red black rug. I got this really cute little emerald green chair that I'm actually podcasting in now because I told myself now that I have room and my bedroom is bigger, I'm going to have an actual podcast set up. And so I'm still working on the actual logistics of that. But as of right now, I have this cute little chair next to my nightstand. So I have my computer and my mic on my nightstand, this chair that I'm sitting in. Um, I still want to get a little bit of a better mic set up because right now I have to like hunch over a little bit and then everything's just sitting on my nightstand. So I might put a little side table even that might get a little bit cramped. We'll see. We'll see what the, what the vibes are after I record a few times and figure out what I like, but I'm definitely already loving this setup. And then I just got a white duvet cover So then I got that and then I got some new white pillows and then I got a new hamper and then got some white curtains. And honestly, like I'll post pictures on my, on the podcast Instagram story so you guys can see. It's not completely done. I still need a better lamp in the corner. I want a new desk chair that is like more of a vibe right now. It's just a black chair. It's like an actual office chair. I want something cuter. And then I have to get the other curtain because I only have a curtain on one window because I was trying it out. But then, yeah, I feel like then it's, like, pretty much done, and then I just need to decorate the wall. So I'll show you guys pictures on the po- on the Instagram podcast story. Podcast Instagram story? Whoa. I'll post pictures over there so you guys can check it out. But, yeah, I just feel like I have a nice, like, homey setup. The rest of the house is already decorated so cute. My roommates are great already. And so, yeah, I'm just – I'm excited. I feel like this is a good next step. I won't lie, though. Moving out of Lennington was really, really hard and really emotional for me. I feel like as much as I'm very much over, I I hate when people say I'm over the breakup, but like I'm in a really, really good place and I don't feel like I'm hung up on it by any means. Like I definitely feel, I feel no resentment. I feel no nothing. It's just, we were together, we broke up and I'm doing great now and I think he's doing great. So that's just great overall. But I feel like it was kind of like a breakup 2.0, just in the fact that moving out felt like, like a breakup again, even though things were already over and I'm already okay. Like it just moving out brought up so many emotions. And then like the last day there, I went to go take a video, like a cute little video of me, like in the empty apartment. And then I was going to make a transition into like my new apartment or new place and like whatever. And I literally just started like sobbing. So I have now a video of me just standing in my empty apartment, fucking sobbing. And I'm like, okay, did not see that one coming, but I guess, guess we're doing that. So yeah, I just feel like it dug up a lot of emotions that I didn't really know were happening inside but I think it was just even separated from the breakup like that's just a huge part of my life like a chapter that closes and I realize like every time I move out of a place I get super emotional just because I didn't move a lot growing up I didn't move at all growing up we lived in the same house my entire life the only moves I've had are since I've been in college and so I just think that 
I grew so much as a person in that apartment. And so for me, it's like, those are the emotions that were like being dug up. And I'm like, holy shit, like the person that I was when I moved into that apartment, so different. The person that I became, so different than the person I was like since the breakup. Like, I feel like I was like so many different versions of myself in that singular apartment. And that apartment like grew with me as I went. And so I'm just like, it was just really, really hard for me to say goodbye. And like, I finally had made so many friends in Lettington. I had my coffee shop that I go to. I went, I went the day I was moving out. The day I moved out, I got a tattoo, which, oh my God, I didn't fucking mention. I got a tattoo and guys, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me. And I've posted pictures already of it because I'm actually obsessed with it. I cannot explain to you how much getting a tattoo literally, like, now that I have my five on my arms, I feel so much like myself. I got a vine like wrapping, it starts on my hand and then wraps around my wrist and like up my arm a little bit. I just like literally feel like myself. Like after I got the ones on my arm, the butterfly and the postage stamp and then had the other ones on my arm, I was like, okay, like I definitely am feeling way more like myself. And now with this, like I, not even for a second did I regret it. Like the second it was done, I was like, I am obsessed with that. That is me. I feel like the person I am. I, I don't know. I cannot explain it, but I am obsessed with it. So anyway, the day I moved out, the first, I had a tattoo appointment that morning in Ludington, got my tattoo, then packed up the rest of my stuff and then went to go get a coffee when I was leaving. And they're like, oh, the people at the coffee shop, shout out Ethan and Mel. Mel wasn't there, but Ethan was. And so basically like people I've made friends with at the coffee shop and the owners and they just, the managers, they're just great. I love them. We chat every time I go in there. It's just like become such a homey little place. I would go there like basically every single day to work. And so I was leaving. He's like, oh, when are you leaving? And I was like, oh, like right now. And he's like, oh my gosh, like gave me a coffee on the house. And I just like literally started crying in the coffee shop. I was holding back tears because I was like, holy shit, like you guys have been so great. And I cannot, I just cannot thank the people enough everyone that made Ludington home for me, like, I cannot thank you enough. And that's what, like, made it so hard to leave. Like, not even related to the breakup. It's just that, like, Ludington became my home and I lived there. Like, that, that's where I lived by myself. That's the first time I've ever lived by myself and I lived there for six months by myself. And that's just a huge part of my life. So, sorry to literally ramble on about that, but it just was really, really emotional leaving. And now I have a video of me crying (laughs) on my phone. I feel like that'll be good for for later use, you know, it'll be like my little, my little journal, except it's an actual video. Um, speaking of that actually just reminded me, let me just tell you guys, when I was going through the breakup, I did not, I didn't have a therapist at the time. I didn't, I just felt like I was, there was too much, too many thoughts in my head. I didn't know what to do with them. So I would just turn on my camera and just talk to it. And I need to like watch those videos now. Cause I feel like that's, I feel like I'm going to kind of laugh at myself. Cause I'm like literally sobbing, but just videos of me crying but maybe I shouldn't watch them. Maybe I'll leave it for like years from now, dig them up and be like, oh shit. Anyway. Um, But yeah, my last week in Ludington was so great. I had so much fun. Went out with my friends, ended up staying out till who knows how late. I don't remember if I talked about this. I don't think you guys heard about this. I think this was before my last weekend, last time we talked. So yeah, ended up with my friend Lauren came. We went out we didn't go out till like 11 30 so I was like oh it'll be a chill night we'll probably come home early no we were out till like 6 a.m um hanging out with people it was a great time overall ended my time in Ludington so perfectly got my tattoo said goodbye to everyone and I already miss it I do but I'm really excited about where I am now but 
So then flash forward to Labor Day weekend and that, guys, I cannot, <laughs> this is kind of made me think to maybe do an episode about just what behind the scenes of wedding photographer looks like because yeah, you guys know I shoot weddings, you know I'm busy, but let me just break down what last weekend was for you. So I moved in on Thursday. So the first, like I said, I moved in. By the time I actually like got my tattoo, got the car packed, drove down here, unpacked everything or like got everything out of my car. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock. And so then I was fucking exhausted because I also forgot to tell you guys that the days leading up to that, I literally had to drive home for an elopement. So the 29th, I think it was like on a Monday, I drove home four hours, then shot a two hour elopement, then drove four hours back to Ludington. So that was like eight hours of driving and two hours of work. So it's a 10 hour fucking day. And then the next day I had a session and then I was also packing. And then the day after that, then I packed and then I moved. And so like literally it was just like nonstop for fucking four days straight driving and packing. And I finally got moved in. So I moved in on Thursday. By the time I got everything unpacked, everything in my apartment, it, it was fucking, it was so late. And then I had a wedding the next day. So I was like, you know what? I just need to get some sleep. Fuck it. I'm just leaving this bedroom a mess. It's whatever. So I went to bed. I had a wedding in, on Friday in Grand Rapids. So it's honestly like a perfect little thing because when I booked the wedding in Grand Rapids I wasn't planning to be living here I was gonna have to travel to it but look at that I moved in the day before I got to shoot my first wedding in Grand Rapids as a Grand Rapids resident so that was really fun so I shot my wedding in Grand Rapids Friday and then my wedding Saturday was supposed to start at 10 30 a.m in Iowa which was six and a half hours away so my plan was Friday night to drive like four hours and then do the rest in the morning I didn't have a hotel. I didn't have anything planned. I was like, whatever. I got to see how far I can make it. So I started driving and I like got a couple hours in and I was like, fuck, if I could just do the whole thing tonight, that would be so great. Then in the morning, I wouldn't have to do any driving. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. Like maybe I'll try to get like four to five hours in. And so I end up calling my sister and I'm like, hey, I am so fucking tired. I'm like, I obviously can't really look up hotels on my phone while I drive. I was like, anyway, you can just look up some hotels for me, see what there is. And I was like, look at the city, like, that's two hours outside and then, like, see if there's anything within an hour or two outside of where I'm going. And so she's, like, looking stuff up and she was like, literally everything is full. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. It's literally Labor Day weekend. Like, why did I think anything was going to be available? So... We fuck around with that a little bit. Basically, the only hotel that has one room left or two rooms left is in the city that I'm going to. And so she was like, she's like, they have a room left. She said, the lady said that she'll be ready for you. I wasn't going to get in till like, I think 2.30 in the morning or 3 or something. And so I was like, fuck. So I was like, well, okay. So I ended up driving the full six and a half hours. So I didn't get in till 2.30 in the morning. I was so <laughs> fucking tired. I cannot, like, I ended up calling a few people while I drove because I was trying to stay awake and then my dad was like call me if you need me and I ended up calling him at like 1 a.m and I felt really bad but I was like I just I was like I need you to like talk to me and then once I talked to him I only had like 45 minutes left and I was like oh I'm like wide awake now I just needed somebody to like talk to me and get me going get my mind moving again so yeah I ended up making it there by 2 30 so then I had a wedding started at 10 30 so I had to get there early obviously do the wedding I was done by 7 30 well <laughs> here's the kicker so the next day, my wedding, no, the next day I had a flight out of Chicago. So Chicago was like three and a half hours from where the wedding was in Iowa. And I was like, all right, I'll be done by 730. That's perfect. I'm going to drive the three and a half hours to my friends, stay the night, get up, go to my flight. It's not till 930 in the morning. That'll be perfect. 
whatever. So I go to leave and I had made best friends with the bride and groom. I was associate shooting for my friend, so I didn't know anybody. And I was like, oh, all right, like I'm gonna leave about 10 minutes. Like, let me guys, let me know if you guys need anything else, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it was besties with the bride and groom, made friends with everybody. And then they were like, everybody was like, oh, just stay, have a drink. Basically, one drink turned into multiple drinks, turned into multiple hours. And I was like, okay, at this point, there's no fucking way I can drive. Like, I'm an idiot. But I was having so much fun. And I was like, you know what? Here's the thing. This has been my summer of just saying yes. I'm like, I'm tired of saying no. I'm also tired of saying yes. I don't know. But I'm like, I just, you only live once. I'm literally 22. I'm not fucking old. I have so much life ahead of me. And if I want to stay and get two hours of sleep and then drive at 4.30 in the morning to Chicago, then I guess we're going to do that. And that's what ended up happening. Ended up spending the night there. (sighs) Yep. (laughs) I don't want to give you guys too much information because, you know, this is a public podcast but I did um get to hang out with a boy and we got to dance and hang out and it was fun so yeah uh anyway then ended up getting up at 4 30 in the morning and driving three and a half hours to Chicago barely when I tell you I was cutting it close like I originally thought I needed to leave at four and then I ended up like they were like no no you can leave at like five and I was like I'll leave by 4 45 well by the time I got there, parked, made it into there. I I ended up also parking in the expensive parking lot. So it was $40 a day. So it was so annoying. It literally, my flight was free because of points. And then I ended up spending $120 on parking. So that's obnoxious, but whatever. By the time I like made it in, I went right through security. Security was so fast. And then walked to the other concourse to get some breakfast. By the time I grabbed my breakfast, waited in line, walked over to my... <laughs> my gate my like b was already boarding i was like b something and they were already boarding i was like oh perfect timing so yeah barely made that but i did it running on two hours of sleep made it to chicago or made it to dc that's where i was flying to dc sunday afternoon got to chill out with my friends we went out sunday night just got dinner went on a little water taxi just like had some fun and then basically just chilled out monday and then flew home late tuesday night so it was a nice little three-day trip i literally only had one full day there but it was worth it. I feel like I was really burnt out. I was so exhausted, but getting to just hang out with my friends, catch up with them and just literally chill out. I feel like it was really nice. I didn't really do much work while I was there. And now I'm trying to catch up on all of that. So that's been the last two weeks of my life. Basically, I'm just, my friends have been like, how do you keep getting into these like psychotic situations? And I'm like, because you know what? I'm young and I just want to have, have some fun. So If people are like, hey, stay and party with me, I'm going to stay and fucking party because why the fuck not, right? Right. So, yes, that was was my little life update. Now getting into what it is like to be a full-time wedding photographer. I feel like my life updates give you a good idea of what it's like, but I just want to cover a little bit more, go a little bit more in depth. So, I... I'm going to just kind of run through like some of the things that I do and then give you guys like what a weekday in my life kind of looks like, a weekend in my life, and then whatever other random facts I think about. Like I said, I have been so busy with work and so deep into work lately that this topic has been on my list of things to do. I just couldn't decide when I wanted to do it or exactly what I wanted to talk about. And then I feel like it's been extra on my mind because I've been like, 
chatting with some guys on dating apps and that sort of thing or just like even people I meet on the street people I meet at weddings are like oh like if you you have a wedding this weekend so you have the whole week off that's so nice I'm like no that is not at all how it fucking works like I literally no I'm I have work to do every single day and so I just feel like I want to give you a little little deeper look into that because especially when I'm talking to guys and they're like oh your job must be so easy and I'm like literally bye literally bye if you think my job is easy I cannot do that again with a guy so goodbye so let's talk about the things that I do so a big one that I feel like okay obviously number one I shoot I shoot sessions I shoot weddings I have to actually physically take the photos that's a part of my job but I would feel I don't know I feel like that's like 20% of my job maybe a little 25% of my job. The other 75% is like computer work. So yeah, emails is a huge, oh my God, it's such a huge part of my job. Like not only is just answering emails, but I have like, so when inquiries come in, I have to reply to those. Then when I'm like booking people, then I have to send proposals with contracts and invoices. So I have to type up all those. Like I have my templates, but it's still, I have to personalize things to everybody. And then when it comes to scheduling, that's some back and forth emailing, which I could I could streamline that a little bit more and have a scheduling link, but it just isn't working, so I'm going with the emailing back and forth. Then we have, I make outfit guides, so I have to send those emails. I make wedding welcome guides, I send those emails. Deciding on locations, doing that, like talking back and forth about what they want, what I suggest, those emails. Then you have timeline questionnaires for weddings, and I have to send those emails, and then couples questionnaires when it comes to sessions or weddings, and I send those, and that's literally still not everything that's just everything I could think of so yeah emails I feel like take up so much time there's sometimes days where I'm like all right I have two days to edit and I literally end up catching up on emails for literally two days straight because it just is so much so much like I I cannot explain how much time emails take so that's a huge one I was also just talking to Lauren about this too because I was like oh like have you been catching up on editing and she's like I just spent the last two days emailing people and I'm like fuck like it literally it takes so much that's a huge part. Then we also have discovery calls. So what I do for my packaging for weddings is that people inquire. Then we hop on a discovery call where I get more information about their wedding and what they want. And then I make them custom packages. So I very easily could just send them a set package list like I used to. It takes up less time. I don't have to schedule calls, do any of that. But I know at the end of the day that it's definitely way more helpful to do the discovery calls and it's just more beneficial for everyone and so I do those now that takes up a lot of time especially when it's like I have a lot of inquiries coming in at once and then I end up scheduling like fucking five calls in one week and then end up spending so much time doing the calls creating the I have to prep for the like call so I have to prep and go over all the information know the questions I need to ask them and then after that then I have to actually make the packages so like that takes up so much fucking time um, then we have social media where I get a majority of my bookings from. That's, yeah, I mean, you guys know social media. It's a lot of fucking work. Making posts, doing stories, answering DMs. I mean, I haven't posted in weeks because it's so fucking annoying. If I don't have anything I want to, I don't have anything at the top of my mind to post. I just don't. And so there's that. Then we have website upkeep. So right, website upkeep slash branding. Right now I'm redoing my branding and my website. So that's been a huge thing. Shout out to my brand designer because I've been so fucking behind on things. Um, but I have to give her all that information. Also, just keep up with my website once that's done. I have to update photos, update copy sometimes. Like, 
so many things up in my travel schedule. And then you have actually shooting. So sessions are typically an hour or two, maybe three hours, depending. Then typically I'll drive up to three hours for the session then have to drive home. So sometimes, sometimes sessions are just a couple hour thing at night. If it's like 10 minutes away or something or 30 minutes away, yeah, I just have to leave, shoot the session, come home, I'm done. And I don't have to work until like 5 p.m., especially in the summer when sessions are later because sunset is later. But then when sessions, like in the winter, when sessions are at like 4 p.m., okay, well then if I have to drive for it, then I have to drive, shoot the session, come back. Turns into at least a half day or whole day thing. So even though sessions aren't that crazy, they still can turn into a lot of work or full day thing. And then weddings are absolutely an entire day thing like that. You don't, if you have a wedding, if I have a wedding, there's nothing else happening that day. Usually like seven to 10 hours of actually shooting and then depending what I have to drive. So typically you guys know I drive a lot. So usually at least a few hours there, a few hours back. So that's kind of the gist of what I do, but I know I'm still missing shit. Like I feel like any of my friends listening to this that are in the industry are gonna be like, well, we actually do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, that's, that's all that came to top of mind. But even then, like that's so fucking much. Also, just kidding. I just literally am remembering a whole fuck ton of other stuff. Then you have like the actual like, business, like taxes, account, like that whole side of it. So I have to track my expenses, which I have a bookkeeper now, but I have to make sure my QuickBooks is set up, send that over to her. She tracks my expenses. Then the tax season comes around. I have to do, get all of my tax stuff together, send that to my accountant. He files that. It is like, you forget about, like, yes, that's all, this is all backend stuff that I just mentioned and stuff that goes into the business, but then there's like, the like nitty gritty business things and it's just when I started this I was like oh pretty pictures love photography this is great I did not realize literally how much else goes into it and it's not easy like running a business is not easy and I'm not saying that I have the hardest job in the world by any means I know that I don't I know that a lot of people work a lot of fucking hours and I do get an off season where I don't work as much but right now like I go from working 80 hours a week to working 20 hours a week. So it's just, it's a really hard, it's really hard to go from working so much to working so little. And then also having time in between to have a personal life because you know me, I love to have a personal life and trying to fit that in is a struggle. But yeah, so let's look at a little weekday in my life. So I typically do the same morning routine every day, wake up, drink some water, wash my face, brush my hair, and then I make breakfast. I don't have a set time I get up. I used to be really strict on myself, especially during off season. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get up at, I need to be up by seven. I need to be up by eight. Like I was super hard on myself with making myself get up really early and have like a normal schedule. But I'm like, the thing is my job isn't normal. I do not have a normal schedule and that's okay. And so I let myself kind of get up whenever. Today I didn't get up until 9.30 and that was only because Steph called me (laughs) and woke me up. But otherwise, I don't really have a strict schedule for what time I get up, especially during busy season when during the weekdays I'm usually exhausted and need to catch up on some sleep. So if I can be up by like 8, 8.30, that's great. If if I'm not up and moving till 9.30, 10, honestly, whatever. I do prefer to be up earlier and during the winter I try to get up earlier just because it's... Otherwise, I just feel like I'm sad, more sad. I don't get up earlier. But in the summer, I'm like, you know what? If I need to sleep in, I'm going to let myself sleep in. So, yeah, I don't have a strict time on when I get up. But when I do get up, I do the same sort of shit every day. Wash my face, brush my hair, I make breakfast. I make Making breakfast for me is like 
my time. Like, my morning is honestly my time. Like, that is, like, that is what I do. I do the same things, and I very much am intentional about it. And so when I, like, get up and make breakfast, I usually, it's, like, a whole ordeal for me. Like, typically, I, like, make toast on the stove, make eggs, make avocado, like, mash avocado, make... I make my, me making breakfast is like a whole ordeal. I don't just like grab cereal just because however I start my day, I feel like is how the rest of my day goes. And so when I start by putting effort in and making a good breakfast, eating a good meal, I definitely feel a thousand times better. And so that's typically my routine. And then depending, so when I was in Ludington, my routine was usually to, depending what time I got up, this all just depends on the time that I get up, but I'll usually make to the coffee shop for a few hours, whether that's before or after lunch is fine, but usually would be before lunch. I'd go for a few hours if I got up early and then would come back for lunch and then usually like a later lunch and then work from home. Anyway, usually in the morning I'll do like emails and editing, which is typically the majority of what I have to do all day, but I feel like in the morning I usually do emails, crank out some of those try to get caught up on stuff like that and then the afternoon I'll edit and then I also just like to leave editing for times when I'm at home so I guess usually when I go to the coffee shop it would be if I'm working at the coffee shop I'm typically working on emails replying to people making posts planning podcast stuff like that kind of thing I like to do with the pot or at the coffee shop because when I edit I like to have tv on them in the background I feel like I'm a lot more productive when there's like a show playing and I have like something else to focus on because editing can get kind of mundane and redundant. So if I need to do some editing, I'll usually save that for like later in the day or when I'm at home, when I can turn the TV on, sit on the couch, edit like that. And then, yeah, I take my lunch break. I usually make it to the coffee shop at some point. Sometimes I don't. I just feel like, especially in Ludington when I didn't have an office space and even here now, I have my desk set up in my room, but it's still in my room. So it's still on office space. We'll see how much I work from the coffee shop. I have a living room here, though, that's separate from my office, so I might be better off working in there. I'm not really sure. And then, yeah, if I have a session that night, I'll have to come home and get ready for that, leave for that. And then the timing of dinner is always so weird because sessions are so late because it's at sunset, so dinner is always, like, a really weird timing. Either I eat really early, really late lunch, and then eat when I get back really late, or it's just, like, a really weird timing, but... That's usually what a weekday in my life looks like. It's mostly just computer work. I'll typically, I try to have one day set aside for like personal errands. I used to, I'm way better about this during the off season when I'm not so fucking busy. Right now it's just me trying to catch up on life and not drown. Um, but when I have like, when I can set a routine a little bit better, I usually try to have one day for personal errands and then have a checklist for the rest of the days. Like I said, the last two months, month have not been very organized and we're just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. So that's that. That's real life. And then a weekend of my life, let's say it's like a Saturday wedding, same sort of morning routine. I usually try to give myself enough time in the morning to make myself a good breakfast, do my hair and makeup, take my time, um, and then leave with enough time to get there usually like 30 to 60 minutes early for the wedding. And then usually we'll work between six to 10 hours on the wedding day, then come home. It's usually really fucking late. Especially if I decide to stay and party, you know, the vibe. And then a lot of photographers are really big on the second they get home, they back up all their images to multiple hard drives before they go to bed. My thing is they're safe on the SD cards. If I put the SD cards in a safe place, 
I feel confident that it's fine. I shoot onto two SD cards. I don't feel like I need to stay up till 4 a.m. backing up photos. I feel like a lot of people really, I don't know. I've, I, that's my personal opinion. A lot of people stand by that and will not go to sleep until all the images are backed up. And if that's what makes them feel better, then absolutely feel free for me. I'm going to go to bed. I'm fucking tired. I'm working all day. I don't, I'm not going to stay up till three, four in the morning. Cause then my whole nest, like the whole next day is ruined because I'm going to need to sleep in. So I don't know. That's just me. I put them, I make sure all the SD cards are all safe in an SD card case, put them in a safe spot. I go to sleep, wake up Sunday morning, and then immediately start backing up all the photos onto the multiple hard drives. Kind of my post-wedding session process is that I'll shoot onto two SD cards, like I said, so my camera shoots onto two of them. I save all those, and then, like I said, I back up onto multiple SD card on multiple hard drives, and then I also save one copy of the SD cards until the photos are delivered. So even if a hard drive crashes and the second hard drive crashes, and the third hard drive crashes, I still have the SD cards on, or I still have the files on the SD card, so we'll be good. And then after that, then is when I cull through all the photos, which is, means that I'm picking out the best. So typically on a wedding day, I'll take thousands of photos, and then I'll have to cull it down to like a thousand or less. I'm getting better about overshooting. I'm not doing it as much. The last wedding I shot between me and my second shooter, we only had 4,000 images, which I feel like is good for me. Um, there's some days like 10 hour days, I'll shoot 6,000 on my own. So I think it just depends. And then, so I cull through all those, pick out the best of the best, then I'll edit them, then I'll export them. And then I have to upload them to the gallery and then deliver. So a pretty long process. I feel like a lot of times people are like, why does it take eight to 10 weeks? Because that's my, my turnaround for weddings is usually eight to 12 weeks. And when I first started, I was like, why does it take people so long? And I've come to realize that it's because there's so many other things in between. So it's like, yes, it doesn't physically take me eight to 12 weeks to edit your wedding. It'll take me less than a week to edit it if I can just sit down and do it. But I can't because I have to work the second I'm done with your wedding. Sometimes I have a wedding the day after. And then I also used to be so good about getting sneak peeks out a whole gallery the next day. Well, let's say I have a wedding on Friday, then I have a wedding on Saturday. Well, now I have two sneak peeks to get out. Like, by the time they get out. So, I'm just... I feel like a lot of people kill themselves to, like, just literally run themselves ragged into the ground just to meet these deadlines that they set for themselves so that they can provide the best client experience. And I think that that is awesome if that works for you. I've just come to realize that my personal health and my well-being is just as important and so as much as I will rush 100% to get you sneak peeks back and I will rush to get your gallery done as quickly as I can I'm also more realistic about it like it probably will be 8 to 12 weeks by the time your wedding gallery gets to you and at the end of the day you're still gonna get your pictures they're gonna be beautiful they're gonna be the best they can possibly be because I took my time with them and I made sure I didn't rush through any of it and then with sneak peeks I'll still try to get you at least one or two to your phone within the next day but your full gallery of sneak peeks of like 100 photos, it probably won't be for like a full week or so. That's still so fast. And I feel like a lot of people just, I don't know, pride themselves on being so fast with everything. Or like a one week turnaround for sessions or a two week turnaround for weddings. And I'm like, if you can do that and you have the workflow to do that, I am so, like that is so great for you. You probably are less stressed than me. But I just, it makes me more stressed out to do that. So I do things on my own time. And that's the beauty of being your own business owner, being in charge of yourself, that you get to make these decisions. You get to choose how you run your business. I get to choose how quickly I do things, how I do things, the order in which I do things. I get to choose all of that. 
And as much as it's really stressful to own a business and to be so busy for months at a time and then have nothing to, as much as it's, there's a lot of cons, there are so many pros and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. I think the biggest thing I just wanted to get across with this episode is that being a full-time wedding photographer is a very real and very exhausting and very time-consuming hard job. And I'm not saying it's the hardest job in the world. I feel like there's been a few TikToks I've seen recently about influencers talking about how their job is so hard. And again, it's all about perspective. Like, yes, it is hard, but it's not as hard as other people's. There are people with harder jobs, but this is still a a hardworking job. There's still a lot to do. And I just feel like it's been on my mind recently, just with guys I've been chatting with, them trying to say that... <sighs> Like, I was like, oh, you're a wedding photographer. I'm like, yeah, like, oh, you take photos. Here, wait. You guys, we're going to stray a little bit here, but I need to read you. I need to read you these messages from this these men, okay? Because here's this is what's sparked this conversation in my head is because I'm like, I don't just take photos. Like, they're like, oh, you take photos. That's so cool. I do more than that. And I feel like if you're a guy listening to this, just let me tell you, don't. Just be proud of a girl, like, if you're talking to a girl, just, I don't know, like, I'm fine with you asking questions about my job, and I would, I love to talk about work, I love to talk about my job, but do it in a way that's not annoying, <laughs> but, yeah, this guy was saying, he's like, I like the fact that you're a photographer, and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's my full-time job, I love it, and he's like, I'm sure it's nice to, like, see all these different venues, be a part of everyone's special day, yes, absolutely, like, 100%. And I was like, my couples are the best. It's so great. And then he goes, one of these days you should help me figure out the best settings for different shots. And then goes on to tell me how he has a Canon and he has a lens, but he needs to do more. I don't know. I don't know. That's just, it, it, it doesn't feel like I don't want, I'm not here. I'm not your, it's not, my job is not a joke. Like, and this is obviously not the best example. There's been other things that guys have said, but it's just like, them saying like, oh, you should take photos for me sometime. That's a huge one. Like, oh my gosh, like when you need to take photos of me. When you pay me. Like my sessions are $500, so you want to pay me $500? I don't think so. Just take me for a drink. It's a lot cheaper. And so it's like stuff like that that they just, I feel like people don't take it seriously sometimes. And maybe that's just my own insecurities coming out that I feel like nobody takes my job seriously enough. I have a little bit of little bit of trauma from a few people in my life that didn't take my job seriously enough and didn't think that I had a good enough work ethic and didn't think that I was doing enough. And so maybe that's just my own insecurities coming out. And so when guys say stuff like that, it's just like really, really annoying for me. But bottom line, if you know a wedding photographer, if you know a wedding videographer, if you know anyone self-employed in general, don't assume that whatever they're doing is easy just because they're their own boss. Being your own boss is really fucking hard. You are the only person telling you forcing yourself to do things there's no one there's no deadline there are deadlines but like you set them so then if you don't if you miss them there's no one to yell at you other than yourself and if you're used to yelling at yourself every day then it's not a it's not a huge difference and so I don't know if you know someone who is self-employed just be patient with them especially if you know anyone in the wedding industry right now is busy season please be patient with them be patient with me my clients have been the best but I'm been the worst with emails I just I am so overwhelmed I'm trying to not be completely burnt out. I definitely felt like last week I was approaching burnout so bad leading up into those two weddings, that whole like weekend of travel. I was obviously so excited for it, but that doesn't mean I'm not fucking exhausted. Like 
I literally, like, couldn't even physically get out of bed. I was just so fucking tired. Even the last two days, I've slept until, like, 10, which I don't feel like... I don't normally sleep in that late. Like, I just am so fucking tired. And so, it's a really hard balance of being single, being able to work my ass off, make a lot of money, have fun, but then also not literally burn myself into the ground. So, it's a hard balance. I'm still trying to figure it out. If you know someone in the wedding industry, please be patient with them. Life is wild right now. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it gave you a little bit more insight into my life, what it is like to be a wedding photographer. Yeah. Also, if you guys have ideas for episodes, shoot me some DMs. I have a few ideas coming up that will require some listener participation um, over on the Instagram. But I'm just still trying to figure out the best types of episodes that I like to do, the ones that are the most fun for me. I definitely think it's the most fun for me when I get to interview people, so I think I need to get some more interviews going I really enjoy that. I feel like talking to somebody is way more fun for me. Ideally, if I could have a co-host, that would be so amazing. So maybe I just need to do a better job of making sure that I have interviews lined up. But like I said, it is busy season. So my thing is I'm just trying to get an episode out every week. Just be consistent with it. Make sure that this is a huge part of my life and make sure that I'm not ignoring it and overlooking it or anything like that. So yeah, hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this was... Uh, Gave you some look into, gave you a little look into my life. It makes, helps you understand why I might not be so consistent with the podcast always. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. It truly means the absolute world to me. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on those post notifications and then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. Like I said, I will be looking for some listener participation coming up shortly. I have some, a little Google form get you guys to give me some anonymous feedback tell me some stories I want to read some stories on here it's gonna be fun um so yeah stay tuned for that I'll be posting all my updates over there if you love this want to hear more episodes go ahead and leave us a five star rating and review on apple Podcasts. that truly helps me so much I love you all so much already and I cannot wait to chat with you next week that's all bye